If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win, gonna get rich quick. Oh, hello out there. It's Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. At RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Um, it's another lovely day in New York City, Noel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember, we were at the uh, Radio Free Brooklyn first season rap, second season celebration party. A couple weeks ago, yeah. About a week or so ago, I guess. And uh, we, oh no, that's not it. We were at, I'm sorry, I've got my, we we actually spent in about a a week or two period of time, Noel and I saw each other quite a bit. Uh Uh-huh. Normally we don't. I think I mentioned, I've mentioned in the past, Nolan and I don't really spend any time with each other outside (laughs) of this basement. Um, But we had actually been at a housewarming party for a mutual friend that I had driven out to. And on the way back at about midnight, one o'clock in the morning on the BQE Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn, um, the car, my mother's car, started making a horrific sound. Yes. That I said it sounded like there's something wrong there, and Noel's response was, "No, sounds fine. <laughs> it sounded fine to me. It's a little bit louder, but not much. Yeah. And to to Deb and I, it sounded like the muffler had fallen off and was making an enormous sound of just car. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. It was making noise. Yeah. So I uh my I parked it, and uh uh after Deb. Insisted that I not tell my mother anything about it because she was afraid that uh, my mother would charge me for breaking her car. (laughs) Um, I parked it, and my mother went to move it the next day and immediately called me and said, what did you do to the muffler? And I said, I don't know. I didn't do anything to the muffler. We sort of noticed a sound, but, you know, the people in the car with me, being uh, you and your lady friend, Mm -hmm. uh, said that it didn't sound so bad. Yeah. And uh, uh, she asked me to take it into the shop and get it looked at. And sure enough, the muffler was uh, uh, rusted out. Okay, so it blew a hole in it, it or something? It blew a hole in it. All right. And it cost a small fortune. For a muffler? Yeah. Just I mean, my mind is small fortune, but it's several hundred dollars. Okay. It's like $450. All right. I mean, maybe it's cheaper outside of New York. I don't know. Like if I went to a Pep Boys Mm-hmm. Or something like that in Jersey, that would that would maybe do it. But uh, it's kind of crazy um, how expensive it is to have a car in the city. Yeah, it is, man. You know, one of the things I love about living in New York is not having to have a car. Uh huh. Um, when I was moving to New York from Chicago, uh, I had a car at the time, an old Jetta, and it was a constantly needing a little bit of fixer-upper to begin with. And so I knew I was moving. I knew I was getting rid of this car. So for a while, I was like, nope, no money's going into this thing. <laughs> and where normally I would have to, every couple months, put you know two $300 into it, I just stopped. And uh, like a week before I moved to New York, I was driving somewhere. Uh-huh. And I was on Lakeshore Drive, uh, way at the north end of it. So it's kind of a highway that at the north end just kind of turns off and turns into streets okay so my car just 
hit it. It, uh-huh. it just died. And I had to push my car almost a mile <laughs> to get it off a of Lakeshore Drive. And I pushed onto a side street and parked it. And then I eventually just called a salvage place uh-huh. and had them just pick it up, uh-huh. take it. Did you pay for it? I did have to pay for it. Yeah. It, before, you used to be able, they would pay you. To take it away, to take, right, for the scrap. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore, they, man. Take it from you. I, we, we had a car that uh, <clears throat> broke down, and uh, we would take it to the shop, and I'm just going to say that it's on 34th Street near the tunnel. Okay. For those of you who are gone there, because I have not good things to say about this shop. <laughs> um, but they are the only, I found out, only AAA affiliate uh, below 42nd Street. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you call AAA below 42nd Street, these are the guys that are going to come and get you. They're it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and our car was, you know, a large repair. And uh, so they claimed. And we had had issues with these guys before. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to donate the car to Cars for Kids. Um, they'll be there to pick it up tomorrow. And the guy said, oh, well, we're going to have to charge you a storage fee. I said, for the one day? How much is it? Well, no, we brought it in three days ago. So we're going to have to charge you for the three days on the one day, four days. And they were going to charge me $650. What? And then I said, are you fucking out of your mind? Yeah. And they said, or you could just give us the car. We'll take the car for scraps. Right? So this is their hustle. <laughs> right? This is their hustle. It was really, really sleazy. Yeah. But I, I, we just wanted rid of the car. and So, yeah. I so that hustle works. Yeah, I've had several cars in New York. Okay, well, we should get to our topic. Though. Well, we kind of are on our topic, <laughs> aren't right, we? No, because what is our topic? Our topic this week is the automotive industry: how to get rich quick with it. That's right, and clearly, one of the ways that we're talking about is through mechanics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and basically stealing yeah. people's ca- old cars and fa- I assume fixing them up and then selling them uh, or scrapping them and or taking scrap, parts. Right, you know, yeah, any of any of the above. Um, but uh. I wondered, it was a little hard for me, Okay, I have to say. This was a topic, because I don't know much about cars, other than they cost me a fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had a nice car. All my cars have all been pieces of shit. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it seems like when you get into the heart of the automotive system, the automotive industry, when you think of the industry, it's an old boy network, right? It's in, in it's It's... <clears throat> the three big guys in America, or was forevers, I mean, you know, everyone wants to be the next big guy, but, you know, they block you. Mm-hmm. You know, what was, the, what was the, the famous guy with the windshield wipers and the safety stuff? And he made his own cars back in the 50s. There was a movie starring Jeff Bridges. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm talking about. Sucker's Proxy is that? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> that's fine. And <laughs> that's not Jeff Bridges either, no, is it? No, no, okay. no. That's so okay, I'm though. Yep, you're doing good there. Um, and it was not a Coen Brothers movie either. Okay. But uh, it was about this guy. It was a true story about a guy in Detroit who had basically developed uh, uh, his own car, and it was named after him. And uh, he was, you know, destroyed by mm-hmm. the automotive industry. But they took all of his, at the time, which were sort of groundbreaking safety ideas. I think alternating windshield wipers were his, um, safety belts were his thing like prior to him putting safety belts in the car there were no safety belts in cars mm-hmm. um you know a lot of things of that nature so you know uh, 
it's a hard thing to break into. So I sort of thought, well, I guess you sort of have to look on the on the fringes. Okay. Which we're kind of good at. Sure. Right? So where do you make, how do, like, what does a car cost these? How do you make money as a car? I saw car auctions, mm-hmm. classic car auctions, insane. The most expensive car or most paid for any car was at a classic car auction last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was $27 million for a Ferrari GTO. A 1957 Ferrari GTO? That's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that is. For a car. And prior to that, the most expensive was like 13 or $14 million. Mm-hmm. So maybe classic car collecting <laughs> is the way to go. You know, uh, related to something <clears throat> I did look up for this, uh, I did look into a little bit of vintage cars and... You know what's driving the cost of classic cars up so much? Asia. No. 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 It is our Silicon Valley boom. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not just any car. It's like vintage muscle cars. Right. You know, your your Model A Ford or whatever. All the dorks are trying to pick up the chicks yeah. and the sexy cars. Yeah. Although the, the cars that the nine of the top ten... Most uh, uh, spent upon cars, most expensive cars uh, at auction were Ferraris. Mm-hmm. And the 10th, I think, was uh, was not an American car. I think it was a Dusseldorf. Okay. But everyone wants to be mm. Magnum is what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm with them. Everyone loves Magnum. Yeah. Well, I bet when you had a mustache, you had a certain Tom Selleck vibe going on. Oh, I should grow one. <laughs> you should grow one. <laughs> Nolan is porn stash <laughs> behind the wheel of his muscle car. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you could make some money with vintage cars. Uh, that, as I said, ties into something I have. So I'm going to talk more about vintage cars later. Uh-huh. But uh, do you have any schemes with them? I, I don't. Uh, it was a hard one for me. You okay. know, I, I mean, because it's like then it becomes a question is like, how do you get the vintage cars? All right. Right. I mean, so, yeah. OK, great. But someone's got these vintage cars. So then I was thinking, well, you know, we did do a thing on rewards, so maybe you impound them. But then someone's got to <laughs> go and impound, just go and impound cars. them. Yeah, impound their cars. Reward yourself with their cars. Uh-huh. Treasure hunt their cars. So that was one thought. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the other is um, the other thought I had is you can sort of work that magic a little bit and get investors to invest in you. Uh, opening your own classic car collection. Okay. Um, wherein, and and this is something that's done, but it's not, it, it, I think they have a couple places, but a few blocks away from me, there's a place called the Classic Car Club of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a rotating group of classic cars, and they charge a membership. And they have different, there's like a, you know it's like bronze silver gold and i think gold is like $18,000 a year oh, wow. or $20,000 a year and basically they have all sorts of things that they do but it gives you the opportunity to use these classic cars that they have and they have like a cycle of 40 
And what they do is as the cars get used and the, the members have used them and gotten their fill of them, they sell them and then they buy new cars. Oh. And uh, you can then sort of, and it's a point system. The more you spend, the higher you are in the hierarchy, the more points you have. And then do, you, do you rent the cars from them or just get to ride them? You get to drive them, okay. but you can take them for periods of time. And this is where the point system comes in. The more points that you have as a member, the longer periods of time you can use the car for. Okay. So if you want to take, you know, a 69 Shelby Cobra, for instance, for for a weekend in the country with your lady, that's X amount of points. If you're a gold member, it's like, whatever, I got tons of points. That's fine. I can do that. If you're a bronze member, where I think it's like $7,500 for the year, that may use up all of your points. Okay. So you got one of those a year. Right. Okay. It, you know, but, but, you know, yeah, or you can take them out for a drive for an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it also, they also have things like they do road trips where... <clears throat> You have like a group of eight or ten people. They all take a different car, and then you stop at points and then swap. So everyone gets an opportunity to drive the car on the road trip. Then they end up back at the club, and in the clubhouse, they have imbibing cocktails because mm -hmm. they're back in the city. Oh, okay. So they don't it, get back in the cars. And they then. don't get back in the cars <laughs> and drive. Um, you know, and and they have currently, I believe, like three to four hundred members. Oh, wow! In New York. I think there's also a, a classic car club in London, and I know there was one when we were in Edinburgh, which you would have known about had you gone. Yeah, uh, there was one in Edinburgh, Scotland. Okay, um, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, takes a little capital, uh, right? Well, we've seen things where all you have to do is go up and ask somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and say, "Hey, <laughs> you have money, right? Exactly. I would like money." Uh huh. Uh, yeah. So that yeah, that's good actually. Um, I, I started out with something that, you know, you don't have to think so big. You can start small. Okay. And if you've ever seen Repo Man, <laughs> as they say around the uh, burning bin of trash that they're throwing in, uh huh. what does every car have? What? One of those little pine <sighs> air fresheners. It's true. Right? Uh-huh. So I don't want to invent something for a car. I don't uh -huh. want to make anything for a car i just want to make money knowing that there's cars out there and they need things mm -hmm. <laughs> so i looked it up and if you get you know you know what alibaba is no okay so oh uh, uh, no i don't all right it, it's kind of like uh, an amazon for businesses okay right so you can order giant quantities of things made a lot of places largely in china uh-huh um so you can a factory will start cranking stuff out for you. Okay. So I looked at air fresheners, pine pine in particular shaped, uh -huh. pine tree shaped air fresheners on Alibaba. Uh-huh. And without going into some huge, like I'm going to order repeatedly over and over, uh, because that makes it cheaper, the best price I could find was... Uh, 5.9 cents each if you order at least a thousand. So that's what, $590? It's $59. $59. dollars $59 for a thousand. For a thousand. Uh, and then I looked on Amazon. And if people are selling individual ones, the cheapest one I found was $1.99 a piece. Wow. So if you were to buy 
$59 worth of pine tree air fresheners uh-huh. for a car uh-huh. and sell them at the cheapest price that they're being sold individually on Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, which you'd make from that $1,990 minus the 59 You'd make nineteen hundred thirty-one dollars profit. What are the custom fees on something like that from China? I didn't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> but if we ignore custom fees, yeah, no, uh, I think we should ignore custom fees. Yeah, um, that is, I think, something we need to think of as far as swag. Oh yeah, 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 sure. <clears throat> it, it costs rich. a little bit more to get them custom designed. That's fine, but they do that too. What sixty-five cents? I don't know. With the the clown Ben Franklin on it. <laughs> we can figure out what the smell of money is. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so if you were to do that 518 times, you'd make a million-dollar profit. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the They also had individually— That's a million-dollar profit. That's a million-dollar profit. That is your net. Yeah, minus custom fees, obviously. Well, no, I understand that, but, but that's after your $59 for your, yes. your box of 1000 Yes, it is. Uh and I saw someone else was selling individual pine tree shaped car fresheners for two seventy one. So if we did that, you would only have to do it three hundred and seventy eight times for a million dollar profit. Why were they selling theirs? What was so special about Amazon's theirs? crazy? I don't know. That's why I led with the cheaper one because uh-huh. they're they were about an inch apart on the listing when I looked it up. Right. So w- unless you can't read very well. You're going to get the cheaper one. Right, absolutely. You're going to get, you know, when you go to the Amazon car store, Yeah, you're going to, that's what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Huh. So. That's amazing. I mean, if you think about it, then you can probably do that with any kind of uh, accessory for a car. Cup holders. (laughs) I'd be curious what, like, you know, cup holders. Uh, You know, a cup holder would be a good one. The reason I actually went with the pine tree freshener Uh is because it seemed like I want to spend no money to make money. No, I got you. So I went for the cheapest thing I could think of. Uh, Although now, more cars I've been in, I have seen less of those hanging ones and people using, like, the Glade ones that you plug into your... uh, I know what you're talking about. They're creepy. I don't trust that. They are creepy. I agree with you. And they smell way bad There's and they some... don't they don't ever run out of stink like the nice thing about the air fresh the 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 tree ones is they smell awful the first couple of days yeah but then they calm down yeah, they mellow bit. out they mellow out and then you just got that fresh pine scent yeah. or orange creamsicle some sort of thing you're putting in your ventilation system mm-hmm. to me that uh just seems like they're gassing me they you know are. what i mean like yeah I, I i don't trust it i don't like it i'm uh-huh. not gonna do it I don't have a car, so <laughs> I know I'm not the target market, but uh, no way. I don't want it. That's a good one, man. Yeah. I like that one. You have any others? I do. Uh, maybe we should uh, have a get-rich-quick tip of the week first so we don't give all the goodies right up top. <laughs> Daddy going to give you his yeah. goodies. Yeah, Josh wants dessert with his steak, I, I guess. Do, I do. I do. It's I you know, I like your ideas, man. I really do. You really come up with some fine money makers. Yeah. I I, I got I'm going to I'm a bloodhound for money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, here is today's Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week brought to us by Radio Free Brooklyn. 
27-year-old Jason Sadler of Jacksonville, Florida, isn't getting dressed for work. Getting dressed is his work. All he has to do is put on a T-shirt every morning, and he's done. His whole job, right there, done. I wear T-shirts for a living. And yes, he already knows what you're thinking. What? Why would someone pay you to do this? They all want Jason to wear their logo. Even though he's not a model, he's not famous, some days he doesn't even leave the house. And yet... What do you make every year wearing T-shirts? This year I made $84,795 just by putting on a T-shirt every day. He also takes a picture of himself in the shirt, walks all the way over to his couch, that's the most physical part, sits down, loads the pictures onto his computer, emails it to friends, and posts it on the Internet. After lunch, living young and free, he hosts a half-hour video chat on his website, IWearYourShirt.com. Here, people with even less to do than Jason can talk to him about his shirt. 365 shirts. 365 different companies, 365 different shirts. And you've already sold this idea for next year. At double the price, and 255 days have already been sold. The next available day, I think, is August 1st. So the way he did this, which is kind of bizarre and amazing, he did a tier system with the payments. He started off with day one, a dollar mm-hmm. to wear the T-shirt. And every day he added a dollar on. So day two was $2, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So by day 365, he was getting $365 for the day to wear the T-shirt. He then doubled that for the following year. So it was $2. Mm-hmm. He then started hiring people to wear T-shirts. And he worked it up to, after three years... Over a million dollars a year. Wow. To wear t shirts. And then, for whatever reason, he decided that he was done with it and shut the whole operation down. Okay. Wrote a book about it, though. I, I would imagine you can't do that forever. Sooner or later, people are going to be <clears throat> like, all right. <laughs> well, but the question is, you know, why don't you, if you've worked it up yeah. to a million dollars and you're not even really doing anything, I mean, you're doing your, you're still just doing your thing, and you've got other people wearing the T-shirts and the whole thing, you've created this thing. At some point, I agree with you, but why not wait till that point comes? Well, maybe that point did come. You know, like... No, I, it, I, it, I, it hadn't really? come. It had not come at all. He, he shut it down. I think he just realized what a scam he was running. Okay. How absurd it was that he was getting paid all this money, and... and uh, 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 shut it all down himself. All right, I, so listeners, pick that ball up and keep running with no it. No one's doing it right now. Yeah. No one's doing it right now. It is amazing to me what people will pay you to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, really amazing to me you know, what people will pay you to do. I'm just going to go out on uh, on a tangent here with this. Okay. But if any of our listeners out there are in better shape than Josh or I... What do you mean? You might want to put a logo on a pair of women's underwear or men's underwear, and every day put a picture of that out there, and you'll get more than one or two dollars. You know, you'll get a lot of money. Uh huh. You will get a lot of money. That's a good idea. Yeah. And then you could talk about that logo with the camera directly on it. <laughs> I mean, I think that those isn't that what cam girls do basically. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the logo, right? Yeah, it's all about. I mean, I, I don't know. I I wouldn't know what a cam girl is really. That's just what I assumed it is when I heard what that there were things such as a cam girl. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a good one, Josh. Thanks. You know, uh, 
Josh may compliment my ideas, but Josh comes up with all of the get rich quick uh, tips of the week and our our how to spend your money tips. I do. Yeah, Josh is uh, hard at work all Always. week long. All week long, I am hard at work researching, delving through the internet yeah. to find things to help you people out there. That's right. All I do is I browse the internet. Mm-hmm. At my desk at work <laughs> while I eat my sandwich <laughs> one or two days. <laughs> so, that Josh just means is you're the more, brawn. You're, I am the brains. You, you are more focused than I am, is all that means. <laughs> but, you know, as always, with these tips and with anything we do here yeah, at right. Get Rich Quick, if you use them and you happen to get rich off of them, tithe us our 10%. 10%. I know it seems like we drone on about this, but, you know, we got to make some money, too. If you like this show. That's right. And we need to keep running and operating, we got to be able to do it. That's and right. We, a rising tide raises all ships. That's right. Exactly. And we want the tide of America to rise. <laughs> that's right. We are bringing America back, guys. That's right. <laughs> One us at a time. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> getting rich. Getting rich quick. Uh so, yeah, I did have uh, some other ideas I came up with. Okay. But the first one I looked up wasn't the most legal, and I know you give me crap about uh, sometimes being on the fuzzy side of the law. As long as it's fuzzy and not clear-cut. Okay. Well, I'm okay with fuzzy. Uh, you know, there's there's a certain moral ambiguity to some of the ideas you come up with, which I... Just need to mention, I feel it's important that we mention that some of these things that we're saying may not, may and have you end up in jail. Well. Um, you know, and really, you've been called out a little bit more by our guests. Yeah, that's true. That's, that is true. <laughs> than by me. You're, you're immune to it by now. But, but let's hear it. Okay. I, so, these are my favorite, personally. <laughs> so, so the first thing I looked up is uh-huh. if uh, something catastrophic happens to your car, like an accident or a flood, uh, you know, when there's a hurricane and half of New York City floods, huge amount of damage to cars, right? right? Absolutely. Uh, so what they do to make sure that this car is correctly labeled as a hazard and a structurally unsound piece <clears throat> of equipment is they give you a branded title for it that will say, like, salvage on it. And there are people out there that will either change pieces of the car so that the VINs are different, the vehicle identification identification Uh numbers, or they will uh, make some little sneaky, sneaky changes to their title and try to apply for a new one and get a clean one because they forged the old one. Uh Uh-huh. Out and out legal. I, I decided that... Is not for me. It's not for our listeners. Right. We're going to take the right. high road on this. We're going to do a way to, to make money <laughs> off these same cars uh-huh. that captains of industry, dealerships, insurance companies take part in the practice that I am going to recommend, uh-huh. which is also actually has the same name of title washing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, only this one is way on the right side of the law. Okay. Okay. So. Instead of being illegal, being a dirtbag, being a scourge of society. Piece of shit. Yeah, piece of shit. You can buy these cars that have had catastrophic damage 
Mm-hmm. Uh, once they're labeled salvage, a lot of states won't even allow these on the streets. Mm-hmm. The value overnight falls to less than half of their previous blue book value. Right. So you can snap these things up. Yeah. Um, Are these things you would also find at like uh, uh, police auctions? Uh, you could. Okay. You could. You definitely could. Um, but so you can snap them up and, 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 and do as the pillars of our society, <laughs> insurance companies, uh-huh. auto dealers do. Uh, they take those cars. Uh-huh. Maybe do a little fix them up on them. Right. Paint them. Yeah. Make them look nice. Yeah. And then they transfer the title legally from state to state. And states have different names for these catastrophic problems. So as you transfer it around, the name of your problem changes. And then if you can then transfer it to a state that doesn't have a translation table for the two differences of the names, Uh that problem gets dropped from the title. For instance, uh, Florida, being a stick surrounded by water, (laughs) has a flooding label, Uh which uh, if there is a hurricane or a big wave or whatever, Uh they will stamp that title with uh, flooded. Uh Uh-huh. Colorado, being a mountain state, mm-hmm. Vermont, also a mountain state, they don't have a flooding category. So if you take your flooded Florida car, transfer the title to Colorado, you get a clean title. And so, you back up to 100% of the blue book value. So even if there is, n- like, so it, that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. It is legal. Um, and is that something that CarMax would track? Like one of the one w- one of those companies would track? Do you know? Well, it's something that they're going to try to track. Okay, so that's uh, a new th- they're it, realizing this is can happening. Be hard. I can imagine. Uh, CarMax is being assailed on class action lawsuits from dealerships and from customers, consumers, who are both from both sides saying your data is incomplete. It's false. Your we're buying garbage cars because you're saying they're good. They're eventually, maybe, uh-huh. it'll get to the point where their data is, is reliable and complete. But now it is not anything close to what, or, or according to these lawsuits, right? Nothing close to what they claim it is. Um, it, you know what? It, it, if you don't want to read all the states' laws though mm-hmm. about what their title system is, and I get you, who wants to be Doing that. Right. If you were to take a car mm-hmm. and transfer the title to Canada and back, or a Canadian car uh-huh. transferred to America uh-huh. and back, you have a clean title. So we should all basically, what you're saying is drive up to Can- or go up to Canada, uh-huh. buy a shit ton of junkers, right? Okay. And then just bring them back down to the states, re-register them here anywhere, right, uh-huh. in, right over the border. Yeah, and, the, and, and, and that will have made that car good. That car is clean as a whistle. <laughs> clean as a whistle. And then we can sell it. Period. Yeah, and, and as I said, I don't want to recommend 
any no. kind of shady, underhanded <clears throat> behavior. I'm just recommending the kind of behavior that insurance companies themselves right. take part in. This is perfectly legal. It's perfectly legal. It's perfectly legal. <laughs> oh, man, right? I mean, it is morally ambiguous. It, 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 well. But I think one thing that I've... Justice is blind. It really is. <laughs> um, uh, one thing that I've learned, uh, uh, particularly doing this show and just doing the research, yeah. is that uh, the only real way to make a lot of money kind of quickly is m- ambiguous morality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could we could change the name of the show to Morally Ambiguous with Josh and Noel, yeah. <laughs> and it would be the exact same content. Um, You know, yeah, it's all about skirting the law but staying within the bounds yeah. of it. So uh, that's amazing. That one can do that. Yeah. So you can, you can, so it really is just, it's going to become the hot new, now that you've let the cat out of the bag. That's right. That is going to be become the hot new trending uh, import from Canada. That it, it will. And let me tell you something, though. Because I like our listeners so much, uh-huh. I'm going to sweeten that pot a little bit. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's right. Uh, so uh, as a as a personal thank you, <laughs> to all our listeners out there, <laughs> we're going to let gift. all these people who just heard rumors about this title washing go out and make a few thousand here, a few thousand mm-hmm. there, and, and and they'll do all right with it. They'll think they're happy until you drive by in your rolls because you won't be buying Buicks and selling them with a clean title for double the what you bought for them. Nope. You will be buying vintage cars. Say what, Noel? That's right. Uh, when when floods happen, when cur- hurricanes hit, when parking garages collapse, mm-hmm. when fires break out, <laughs> they don't just go for Buicks, for Dodge Darts, for cars you and I have had. That's right. They're blind as well, just like Justice, and they will take out a vintage car. Uh, and so you can go online uh-huh. and you can buy salvage vintage cars. Now, are these salvage vintage cars, these are cars that have been ruinated by the, just so I, un- I fully understand, uh-huh. they're not fixed up yet, or are they fixed up and they're being sold for a pittance because they're salvaged? Bingo. Or or either. Either or. Right. Okay. Either so way, are- they, they it, it's they're not being sold cheaply because they haven't been fixed up. Right. They're being sold cheaply because they were in far rockaways when a hurricane right. hit and they got stuck underwater for four days. So even though they're fixed up almost good as new, because they're registered, because they are salvaged, because they had some sort of destruction due to the elements, uh-huh. fixed up, they're still a pittance. Compared to what compared they were before. Compared to what they were before. Uh, but you know what? If you don't believe me, you can check out yourself. There's a website uh-huh. I looked at called www.salvageautoauction.com. Uh-huh. And if you look there, there is a category for classic cars. Uh-huh. And they have salvaged classic cars. I saw a vintage salvage car in there as low as $300. 
Oh, my God. That's right. And it was running. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I saw it on the I, website. I, 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 didn't, okay. I didn't take it out for a test spin. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's running. The matter is you can get that thing over the border to Canada, get it back, and get yeah. as new. Maybe put a fresh paint mm. job on it. Well, of course, to cover up all the seams and all the repairs that you've done to it. That's right. And, uh, you know, sell it for, what did you say then, uh, $26 million you said? Yeah. <clears throat> 20 26 and a half million yeah. there there is uh you know Barrett Jackson is the uh is the big big uh car auctioners uh-huh. uh for classic cars nowadays <clears throat> and they actually have a thing that they have to do where <clears throat> they have to check that these cars are real right that they're not fakes or uh or that they haven't been tampered with in any way and apparently it's a real common thing they have at least you know, they have hundreds of people who want to auction their cars off through them. They do a big auction every year that is attended. It's in Vegas. It's in. It's attended now. It's become like a sporting event where it's attended by seven, eight hundred, possibly a thousand people. And they just get. It's not just the paddle guys. I mean, they're the guys in the front row, but there are people who just watch that want to come and check out the cars and then watch the bidding wars start to happen. Yeah, and. Uh, <clears throat> They have these guys who've spent a lot of money on these cars that they're already trying to auction off, right? Um, and they bring them to them, and they have about a dozen, 15 guys who are experts in specific types of cars. And they, do, they don't take the cars apart, obviously, but they do a head-to-toe inspection. And apparently 10 to 20 every year, they have to call up these guys who dropped a pretty fucking penny on these mint condition classic cars and tell them yeah this is not the real thing oh wow this is a fake or you paid too much money for it because we found all these seams from body work that shouldn't have been done and all this other stuff and he's just like generally when that conversation happens there's about three minutes of silence right at the (laughs) on the other end of that line (laughs) as these people are realizing that they got ripped off for hundreds of thousands of dollars in many cases yeah You, you know Maybe it's just because I used to like a lot of uh, like Three Stooges when I was younger, uh-huh. but I always thought it would be fun to go to an auction and just like bring some sneezing powder and release it into the <laughs> crowd, and all of a sudden when sneezing and they they're accidentally buying all these uh-huh. priceless works of art, <laughs> waving the paddle. Is yeah. there? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We should do that. Yeah. We should do that. Or I guess if you want them to wave the paddle, you could release some bees or something. Uh-huh, and they just start wh- whipping away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Take a feather and tickle the back of their ear, and they go like that. Yeah. Because, you know, they look for little signals. If you've ever been to an auction house, I mean, it's, there are people who, like, you know, will tap their nose or wiggle their ear or something like that. Everyone's got their own little thing. So you just tickle their ear and they go like that. And then, oh, 25. I feel like I've seen that in the Three Stooges uh, You probably have, like yeah. That. that's that, It's probably not the most original idea. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself some credit, Noel. Okay, come it's on. the most original idea. It is the most original <laughs> idea. So we've come up with a, with with several ideas to make some money. That's right. And uh, as I said, if you if you put the extra little <clears throat> twist of making that a, a vintage salvage car, you can make enough money on there. You can put the pine air freshener in there for free. That's right. And you know that's what I was going to say. If you're driving by, and you know one of the things that they'll notice is that. Hanging Bell Ben Franklin air freshener that smells like money that you got from Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. And I think now that as we do now, when we've sort of given several ideas for how people can make money and they're settled into this plan, 
I think we need to give them some motivation. Yeah. Some ideas on maybe how to spend that money. Spend that money. So, uh, as always... Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, this is the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Spend that money. Boom. How much would you pay for a pigeon? A retired racing pigeon set a record when he was auctioned off for over $400,000 in Belgium recently. The figure far surpassed the racing pigeon's community's expectations. The bird, named Bolt, has a winning reputation and came from a highly regarded breeder. The winning bid came from a Chinese race fan who will likely use the bird for breeding and sell the offspring to racing high rollers. So you remember we were talking a while back. You told the story about uh, the, the racing horses, right? Yeah. Everyone sitting around and watching the the horses have sex. Yeah. Now you can sit around in China and watch pigeons have sex. All right. You need, you need a smaller Dixie cup though to catch the drippings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As long as they're above the Dixie cup, yeah. the bigger the better. I have no idea how uh, how pigeon drippings come around. Yeah, you got. So you, you also have to worry a little more about how you label that in the freezer because pig. Uh, <laughs> Like chicken drippings or bird drippings sounds a lot uh-huh. tastier than horse drippings. <laughs> it really does. Well, I think with horse drippings, you know exactly what it is. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, this guy apparently the uh, pigeon racing, bird racing, has become hugely popular in China, and there are all these Chinese gajillionaires out there that are dumping money into things like buying pigeons to just breed. Wow, just to breed. It's a retired championship racing pigeon uh-huh did you know that the bulk of championship racing pigeons are raised in belgium you'd be surprised at how little <laughs> i actually know about <laughs> racing That's pigeons true but you know you don't think what do you think of when you think of belgium you think uh, of chocolate yeah right chocolate and beer and beer right and and you know french fries palm frites are very belgian belgian thing. right right the belgian fry places and uh that's kind of it maybe think of fog Think of a lot of fog. Okay. Right? We think so. It turns out we think of a lot of things. <laughs> That's not bad, <laughs> but it's four things. I mean, it is a country in Europe, right? And and yet now you can add racing pigeons yeah. to that list. Good. Championship racing Boom. pigeons. Boom. Because they're going for the fries. <laughs> All those fries just littered around the squares. Yeah. The pigeons go in and get them, and then they capture the pigeons. You know, when I think of racing pigeons in China, I got to say, <laughs> I think of... I read a book about Genghis Khan one time, uh-huh. and uh, near the beginning of his series of massive conquests, mm-hmm. they went and um, laid siege to a town in China, in like northern China, mm-hmm. up by Mongolia. So this was real early in the career, uh-huh. and they were surrounding the city, and the people were all worried and getting hungry. And (laughs) the Mongols said, you you know what, guys? Give us all your your birds and all your cats, and we'll leave. And they're like, really? (laughs) And the Mongols are like, yep, yep, give us all your birds and all your cats, and we'll just get out of here. So they brought, they went around the city, Uh and they took all the birds people had, and all the cats everyone had, and brought them out and presented them to the Mongols, and then went back in behind the walls. Uh-huh. And the Mongols tied big long things to the tails of the birds and the cats, and lit them on fire, and let them go, 
and they all scared, raced right home and burned the city to the ground. Oh my God. Is that awesome? <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Those Mongols were, well, Genghis Khan was a genius. He really was. And that guy knew how to get rich. Yeah, he sure did. <clears throat> That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and they haven't learned. They're still collecting <clears throat> racing pigeons. That that's right. Yeah. They, what you know? What are they going to learn? They, you know, I mean, I guess it's possible that I don't know if that would happen to, in today's day and age. Yeah, I bet you in that town that that happened. Nobody's got a racing pigeon. They're like, you know what? Take your racing pigeon. Go back to Beijing with it. <laughs> no pigeons. No, <laughs> no cats. cats. No pets at all. No. Yeah. No pets. <gasps> Just gone. Yeah. Get rid of them all. Yeah. What's, what, that's a pet rock? Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> right. You tie it to the tail and then you just huck it over the wall. Yeah. And it sets everything on fire. Yeah. I don't know how well that plan would work today, what with all high rises and such. Yeah. I don't know if things would be as flammable as it was in the day when it was all wood and straw and poop. Yeah. Because that's how they made bricks back then. Yeah, yeah. Mud and poop and straw. But, you know. You never know. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could tie you could make them send out their cars. Mm-hmm. Tie uh all sorts of uh IEDs and such to the back of their car. <laughs> this just sounds like <laughs> terrorism now, not <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean what was that? I mean, yes, it was brilliant tactical planning. Yeah. But it was still, in its own way, terrorism. It was just a scared cat going home. It was just a, it was just, <laughs> just a birdie a that cat. wanted its mommy. <laughs> Justifying the morally ambiguous. <laughs> Noel Deneen, we should get you cards made up that say, Noel Deneen, justifying the morally ambiguous. Yeah. That's another show you could have separately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could have a morally ambiguous topic that you then spend the entire show justifying. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, could, I could do that. You know, uh, you were talking about swag. Uh, and uh-huh. Here's a little something I haven't let you in on. Uh-oh. But I ordered us uh, a whole buttload of stickers. Uh, so I don't know what we're going to do with them. But I was thinking if people out there wanted to contact us mm-hmm. and we could send you some. And as a, as a mark of Get Rich Quick approved, uh-huh. if, if in your neighborhood, for instance, uh, there's been an old... Uh, cruddy little family butcher that's been there for hundreds of years and it gets put out of business uh-huh. and they open up the 15th expensive juice shop in your neighborhood. Uh-huh. You could go there, take some of these stickers, boom, put it on there. This place is get rich quick approved. Approved. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably stick a lot of those stickers in my neighborhood, you, I'm you, thinking. You, in your neighborhood, for uh, sure. In my neighborhood, all over Brooklyn, where Radio Free Brooklyn is located. That's right. So if you guys want more than our neighborhoods to be papered with these things, uh, you know, reach out to us on Facebook at uh, Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. Um, you can email us at uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. That's right. You can, if you want to give us your address on Twitter, you could Twitter us at <laughs> GRQ Josh Noel, uh, which, which you should do anyway, uh, even if you're not going to give us your address. Reach out. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us ideas that you have for the show or things you'd like to hear us talk about mm-hmm. or judge our schemes by. Um, yeah, definitely reach out to us. We'd like to hear from you. We'd like to hear from you. We've we've been touched by a few people. We Mark, have. Mark from Oz has uh, been the most prolific with his little videos, and we haven't heard from you in a while, Mark. I hope you're still listening yeah, out there. And, Mark. Uh, you know, get in touch with us. Uh, we've heard from Prudence, 
Never heard from Prudence again. I wonder if she made her money and got out of whatever trouble she was in. I think she did. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's doing all right. Um, and, uh, you know, let us know. Yeah. Give us, give us some feedback. And, of course, on iTunes or whatever your uh, uh, podcast listening uh, venue is, you know, subscribe, review us. Let the people in the world know how much you love getting rich. I know. I think what it is, part of what it is, is our listeners are trying to keep it close to the cuff. Sure. They're afraid that other people with maybe a little bit more going for them in the moment will take these ideas that they've latched onto to get them rich and uh, take it for themselves, and they'll be kind of shit out of luck. But I don't think that's something to worry about. Somewhere along the line, we're continuing this. This is not just ending after 20 episodes. That's right. To we, get, together with each other's support, <laughs> we will reach the upper echelons, echelons of society, and we will crush those other people. That's right. And not only that, there will be something that will f- suit you in this time coming up. Yeah. So let people know. Let us spread the word. We want, as we said, a rising tide carries everyone. That's right. And, you know, we have been getting a lot more and more people... Uh, reaching out to us over Facebook, we're not getting more people rating and reviewing us on iTunes, right. which really does make a difference on how far the show gets out uh, to other people that haven't heard about it. So if you do like us, give us a review. If you don't like us, give us a bad review. That's fine. Yeah. Any attention Any is attention. what we're talking about here. <laughs> we are the ultimate narcissist, yes. like hearing ourselves talk and any attention. Uh, and, you know, if none of those are your, you're a little more, you want to be a little more under the radar, you can sort of sneak in, uh, leave comments about Get Rich Quick at uh, Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador <laughs> on Instagram. That's the Insiders Club, guys. <laughs> That's the Insiders Club. I just do that for Noel. Yeah. Um, but it's about that time, it I think, sure Noel. sure is, Josh. Uh, where we take... Uh, rules for getting rich that we have culled from the internet, the font of all knowledge, and we apply them against our schemes for the day to see how likely we are to become fabulously wealthy from today's show. So uh, this week, Josh, where are our rules taken from? Uh, Our rules are taken from a website called the Money and Career Cheat Sheet. Uh, This is entitled The Secret to Success. Question mark. Oh, seven sassy billionaires tell you how to get rich. Written by Megan Elliott. Okay, I would have trusted it more if it was eight billionaires, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, number one, save your money mm, after you're rich. Yeah, I don't like it. Mm, not crazy about that, no, Mark Cuban. That's a, that's you know, no. it's funny. We've had a lot of Mark Cuban on this show, yeah. particularly with the spend that money episode he's not saving he's not saving that money he's He's spending that money yeah he's talking down to you when he gives you that rule guys spit on him yeah okay uh here's we're in a little more don't be timid all right i I think for sure absolutely i mean first of all classic cars muscle cars nothing timid about a muscle car right no right you want to go out and you're grabbing it by the balls yeah you're driving over that fucking border to canada you're What's it called? Your your your, your title washing. Title washing. That's right. That muscle car, and you're bringing it back over, and you are selling it like it's new. You don't. You're not like timid. a champ. You are a champ. Yeah. You are a man or a woman. Yeah. You're you're no timidity. So that's one for two. That's right. Um. Recognize opportunity. Yeah. 
We got it. I think we got that. Nailed it. Whether sure. whether that is from air fresheners mm-hmm. we're buying from Alibaba and reselling on Amazon, mm-hmm. or whether it is for flooded cars that we're taking to Colorado or Vermont and transferring the title there where they don't know floods exist and so they don't have such a title. That's right. Uh yeah. <clears throat> um go against the grain. Boom. Got it. I think we're doing that. When the grain is the law, yeah. We kind of say go against it. That's right. When the grain is a fine mahogany what do you call it? The driver's panel. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go against that too. <laughs> No, you want to stay with that grain because you want it to buff up beautifully ah, see, when you fix that car up. I would have been so much more helpful <laughs> if I was a car owner in this episode. <laughs> uh, and finally, make something of yourself. Make something of yourself, guys. Are you going to be a schlep your whole life or are you going to get out there and start swinging it like a man? <laughs> I'll tell you which time I'm on. Swinging it like a man. That's right. Just slapping people in the faces with it at the gym, people. Swing that thing. You're going to get over to Canada. They're not even going to ask for your fucking ID. They're not going to ask for your passport because yeah, just you're say, just swinging it like a this. man. Look at this, buddy. Here's an idea for you. So we are four out of five. These rules, I think, really, as, as, as much as they apply for uh, the topic at hand, they also really heavily apply for just the mindset you need to get rich quickly. That's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think once again, we have succeeded in giving you plans for getting rich quickly. That's right. Uh, so, you know, make some plans now. Uh, you know, you might want to just, after you hit stop on this podcast uh-huh. or... If you're listening to us on Saturdays at 5 on Radio Free Brooklyn, after the show stops playing, mm-hmm. call up your boss. Say, uh-huh. hey, jerk, <laughs> I quit. And then go out there and make your millions <clears throat> in the automotive industry. That's right. Gary Teed. Swing it around. Swing it. Is what we're swing saying. It. Put a logo on it and swing it and charge people just to look <laughs> at it. <laughs> <laughs> so once again... Uh, Forget Rich Quick with Josh and Noel on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs>